Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast for anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 349 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is the CEO and co-founder of Pacurate. He has been working in the logistics tech space since 2009 and has helped create a variety of enterprise shipping technology. He spearheaded the design of an award-winning multi-carrier TMS and since 2015 he's been evangelizing the use of AI to achieve cost-efficient and environmentally sustainable packing. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, James Malley. Hello. Hi, Phil. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted for you to be here. Um, I wanted to just clarify, just so people understand um, abbreviations and acronyms. So TMS? Yeah, Transportation Management System. So typically a, a shipping system that lets you choose between UPS and FedEx right? Um, if you're an e-commerce shipper or something. Okay, right. So that leads me into the question about your company. So could you maybe give us a bit of an understanding of um, Pacuit, how that came into being and what it does and what problems it solves? Sure. Um, so Pacuit is a carton optimization platform. It helps shippers, mostly e-commerce shippers, figure out exactly which cartons they should keep in stock for shipping and then gives them real-time instructions for how to pack them efficiently. So if you, uh, I say if, but most people have this experience. If you order something online, something small, and it shows up in your on your doorstep, rattling around in a massive box, um, that's the kind of thing that we help prevent. Right, okay. So it's, it's sort of, um, I mean, it goes back to the word efficiency, I suppose. It's making sure that people... Um, use the right size packing material and and so forth that's predominantly what it is exactly yeah and in, in practice you know the the packers and the warehouses that are fulfilling these orders they'll see you know the image that we generate which kind of looks like a 3d tetris that plays itself um, on a screen so they have guidance for how to assemble this order and, and get it out the door right Okay, so presumably the way the system works is very data-driven. It's a lot of information behind the scenes, is it, for every item that goes into a, a, I suppose, well, you call it an order, I suppose. Um, But that then generates the outcome, presumably, and then defines exactly what sort of packing is required. Exactly. And and packing is kind of one of these sort of rabbit hole problems where, yep. yes, you know, we need to know what boxes you have available and the dimensions of the items uh, that are in the shipment. Um, but there's all kinds of other things you may want the algorithm to consider, like uh, what's the cost of the corrugate uh, so we know, you know, when's that break point when we don't want to pick another box or what's your, you know, r- what are your rates, your transportation costs look like? So you can really, it's one of those problem sets where you can optimize pretty deeply. Right. Okay. And does it include things like weight and size as well as the their variations on that? Absolutely. Um, you, you know, some items can be stacked, nested, rolled, are yep. fragile, are, are fragile in a very specific way. Um, so it's very, it's heavily data driven for sure. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Very much so. So um, 
in the intro as well, we mentioned your interest in evangelizing the use of AI. So is that something you factor into what you do now, or is that something that's coming? Um, I, we do to a point. I mean, you know, narrow, we don't like using AI in our marketing because um, we, you know, uh, partially because our CTO is uh, very uh, strict about uh, how how we represent our tech. But it is narrow AI, like a lot of uh, other solutions that that say they're AI, um, especially on the analysis side of things, where we tell you what cartons to use. That is a uh, a, uh, it uses up to 1,200 cores uh, on our on our cloud uh, to figure out some of these answers, um, and yeah. the the logic is definitely narrow AI. Right. Okay. That sounds like a lot of processing power. Yeah. Th- thankfully, I mean, we you know we keep a because sustainability is so near and dear to our our hearts. We keep a pretty close eye on uh, on that to make sure that we aren't just like releasing a ton of emissions just to figure out how to save a square foot of cardboard. Um, it has to be like <laughs> yeah. the right, uh, you know, the right customer the volume where uh, the savings in, in cardboard and the number of trucks they're sending out, those have to be material. So we know it's worth the, the, the cloud time. Right. Okay. Yes, that does make sense. Definitely. And in terms of where this is going as well, do you see this as a continually evolving um, area? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think when we started, uh, you know, Pat, our, our co-founder, my co-founder and I, we were just kind of, we just wanted to see if we could do it. Um, we had been doing kind of like freelance work for a long time and the shippers that we had done work for were saying, uh, you know, FedEx and UPS are starting to penalize bad packing and, you know, my existing systems have cartonization, but it doesn't work. Um, so we kind of were like, okay, we could do this and then see what happens. Um, by the time the pandemic hit, our pipeline kind of blew up with like big household name brands like Crate and Barrel. Um, yeah. and we're like, wait a second, this is like, we're onto something here. Seeing the, you know, finally getting our hands on meaningful data, showing the impact of all these little optimizations we were doing at the picking and packing step. It just it kind of laid out a, a a path for us forward about like okay what other what other things can we solve um, with this engine that we've built for this one specific point um, and one of those things is you know the analysis piece that I just described what what cartons yep. should I use it's one of those kind of uh, use cases that traditionally it's just been consultants or packaging providers just kind of like taking a guess. Um, so there, there, <laughs> there's a pretty big uh, opportunity there for improvement. Yes, I think you're right. I still get packages that arrive now that you find the box is significantly oversized and there's just some paper stuffed in to make sure it doesn't rattle around inside. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's still an issue, certainly. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, so, James, can you maybe share with us a career tip that the audience may not be aware of? Uh, well, I don't know if I could share one that they may not be <laughs> aware of, um, but I guess uh, it, at least in, in this kind of experience where you're building something new um, that doesn't really have something that uh, your potential market can compare it to immediately, I th- I kind of uh, wish that we had focused more on getting good at communication early on. Um, you know, in the early days we would like run all these analyses and then just like throw a spreadsheet at the shipper and be like, isn't this great? And they, they would say, what, what am I looking at? 
Yeah. Um, so that's been like kind of a, you know, a journey getting really, really good at that. I think invest in um, messaging and communication so you can, so people that are not you uh, can understand not just what you're doing, but the significance of it. Um, that would be the tip for my, to give my, my younger self um, if I was, uh, if I could. Good. Right. Okay. Um, and James, can you tell us or maybe share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Yeah, I think, um, and maybe this is a uh, more of a business uh, moment, but one of the last uh, big projects we worked on as freelancers, um, we were kind of, you know, already getting eager to kind of own some of the IP because everything else we had worked on, we didn't own anything. And so we made this deal with a big software company in the space and we would build out this platform and we would, it would be a revenue share. Um, and we were so excited that we had that opportunity. We threw like our, a, a ton of hours into it. Um, and then, you know, the partner didn't step up to promote it and we had no resources. So it was like, we just, we just like went down this huge rabbit hole, um, but uh, I don't know what, you know, if there's a lesson to be learned there, except for, um, you know, maybe just be wary uh, about, um, you know, early in your career before you learn about how, you know, business works and bringing a product to market works uh, before you devote uh, a good portion of your adult life to uh, building a technology. Yes. Yeah. I think it's understanding that journey, isn't it? How does it get from an idea to, to a final solution? Right. And how does it therefore benefit? So it's, it's understanding that, isn't it, by the sound of it? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And James, can you tell us about your career highlight? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, – I've had a bunch of – I've been lucky enough to have a bunch of highlights um, over the course of, uh, you know, working on Pacurate specifically. Um, I think, you know, like I mentioned, when we started, we didn't really know that this would be – turn into something big. Um, working with Crate and Barrel uh, was a turning point for us um, where there was a, you know, uh, somebody in charge of decision-making around the problem we were solving that was an innovator. Um, you know, we did, it, it wasn't that hard to sell. They understood exactly what we were trying to do, um, what our, you know, kind of mission was. And it ended up being a fantastic collaboration um, and kind of the the, the cherry on top is that they were so driven by sustainability um, and not in a, how's this going to look in a marketing sense, but like, how do we, how do we do some interesting counterintuitive potentially things uh, with your technology to reduce waste and reduce our emissions? Um, it was certainly like the most validating uh, partnership we've had so far. Um, right. It really set us on a path to, to growth where we, you know, we raised a seed round this year and, and kind of other companies, um, other shippers that are sort of inspired by the success with Crate and Barrel. I mean, it's just been a, it was a turning point. Yeah, that's great. That's, I mean, when did that happen? What was the sort of around? Sort of, <sighs> there must have been a year. You mentioned the pandemic, but presumably it happened at the back end of that? Yeah, it was about maybe like a little over a year ago now. Yeah. Um, and they remain to this day uh, fantastic, very supportive uh, partner. Yes, that's great. Okay. Um, and James, can you tell us what excites you about the future of careers in IT? Oh, man. I, I think 
my one sort of takeaway from our whole journey in recent years is like, you may look around as a young entrepreneur, and I know I did, and think, well, every problem's been solved. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. all like, you know, what what needs to be solved? And um, I think the, tr- the truth is that's not the case. Uh, you know, we found a niche within a niche that ended up being incredibly valuable. Um, I think if there's a if there's a, a tip, uh, another tip, it's, um, you know, get, get comfortable with whatever industry you're in. Cause that's where you're going to find the most valuable idea. It's sort of knowing the space, um, well, that kind of sets you up to, to, you know, execute some sort of solution for the problems you see. Yeah. It's sometimes difficult though, isn't it? When you're in an industry, um, and you're used to, to what the way it works and the and the processes that exist to actually identify where the issues or the problems may exist because you're used to them they they happen on a day to day basis right. so being able to sort of have that sort of I don't know independent view I suppose can actually help you've got this sort of objective opinion and 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 often bringing in from a different industry can can help to resolve or identify problems and therefore be the sort of catalyst for developing solutions. True. I, I think, you know, having, having relationships, I mean, the, the older I get, the more I realize like developing real relationships with uh, other business people um, is huge um, because we were lucky enough to have done that over the course of our freelancing. And then those same shippers came back and told us what the problem was. We didn't yeah. have to go digging for it. Um, so we were kind of lucky, but it was sort of luck that came out of, um, you know, having had those relationships, but, exactly. but I get excited about, you know, uh, other, you know, mostly supply chain oriented technology. Um, there's just so many opportunities in supply chain tech. Um, you know, even though the past couple of years have seen like record investment in supply chain tech, um, there's a lot, there's a lot more where that came from because there's so much inefficiency. And I, I'm really a true believer that uh, technology is really the way that we're going to reduce some of the waste um, and and make supply chain kind of work for for everybody. Yes, exactly. Right. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. So you ready for this? Yes, I am. Okay. So what first attracted you to a career in tech? Um, so I went to art school, uh, theater school actually. Um, and I had been d- making websites for theater companies in New York, uh, just for beer money. And by the time I graduated, I had a, a minor in computer science just in case the acting thing didn't work out. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and by the time I graduated, I was like, oh, wait a second, I like doing this, like developing stuff way more than than the art piece um and i think it's kind of hard like everybody just kind of gets sucked in uh to it somehow um but i think i really liked being able to understand a problem and then deliver a solution for it in kind of a a rinse and repeat sort of way i i just love i find that very satisfying yeah and what is the best career advice you've ever received? Um, okay. 
I know I'm, I'm anticipating you asking after this, what's the worst career advice? So I'm going to give you, you a two, be right. two for one. <laughs> uh, the best and worst career advice uh, is is say yes to everything. Um, I I've been a little bit more discerning as I get older, but when you know in my early 20s and even before that in school. Um, I was really, it was really like hammered into me, like say yes to anything, like any opportunity that comes along that you think you could do, just do it. Um, and that led to some kind of weird, (laughs) uh, situations. I mean, I, you know, went to work as a bellboy in a hotel in Times Square, uh, overnight and saw some pretty weird things. And then, a a music magazine that was like, you know, there were big partiers came through. They stayed with us a couple nights and offered me a job as an assistant to travel with them. And I said, yes. So I was kind of in this mode of like saying yes to everything. Uh Um, I think as I've gotten older, you know, I I try to be open to everything, um, but maybe be a little and and take risks, take calculated risks, um, but not just say yes to every uh, music magazine that comes along (laughs) asking if I want to carry their bags. (laughs) Right. Okay. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I kind of wish I could go back and, you know, and because uh, the first project um, I worked on with my now co-founder was a for-profit uh, fundraising site. And it was super convoluted where, you know, filmmakers would upload clips and then people would vote on what they wanted to happen in the next episode in the form of a donation uh, to a charity and it was like the most over-engineered, crazy platform you can imagine. Um, I, I think uh, if I were to begin again, I hope that I would work on problems that other people are kind of like dealing with and not just build something that nobody's asking for. Not that there's not benefit to you know creating the next whatever social media kind of sensation. It's just such a low probability uh, kind of venture. Um, so really, sol- you know, focus on solving problems, um, and you'll you'll find your niche sooner rather than later. That's good advice. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Um, well, it's been kind of a big change uh, from it just being Pat and I uh, working on our our technology, and now we have nine full time people. Um, so I, I'm working personally on you know being a better CEO. Um, uh, helping developers uh, do their best work um, and try to create a good a good remote working environment. Um, I think being being a good uh, remote CEO is like a an ongoing project, maybe not an objective, but it's kind of a uh, an ongoing effort. Yeah. And what's the number one non technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Um, well, this kind of goes back to relationships, but I think uh, networking. Um, it used to yep. scare the you know what out of me uh, to meet new people, um, to you know put myself out there, put my ideas out there in front of people that I assume they don't care. Um, I think getting you know working at it despite that fear is probably the reason why we have the opportunity uh, we do today. Um, just meeting people. I mean, it's so important, especially now in this kind of post-pandemic thing where, you know, we're selling to people that don't want us to visit them. Uh, 
they want to do everything over Zoom, and then maybe we can go visit their warehouse or something uh, once yeah. they get to know us a little bit. But it's just so important to networking is kind of like a gross word, <laughs> uh, but develop relationships um, so that you understand, you know, how other people are thinking about problems in your space. Um, and I found that people in general want to help each other, um, which is just kind of a nice thing to think about. Um, and y- you know, you, you'll be put in a position to help other people. Um, I, I, it's helped me probably more than anything else I've, I've done. Great. Okay. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Uh, well, I, I come on your podcast and talk to you. Uh, Indeed. I, I think that I, I'm, I'm feeling fired up right now. Um, Good. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of interesting in the, in kind of a venture backed startup context. Um, you know, there is no anything after there's obviously going to be something or hopefully going to be something for me after Pacurate, but my kind of event horizon, uh, in terms of career doesn't really, I can't really see past Pacurate. Um, yeah. so all of my kind of energy comes from our mission, which is to make the supply chain, uh, more sustainable and less wasteful. Um, and so I guess another way of saying it is, uh, have a, a comprehensive mission, um, that's really helped me stay focused on on what matters and, and stay energized. Yes, that's a good way of looking at it, definitely. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, I have a three-year-old, so <laughs> anytime I'm not at my computer, I'm usually chasing him around and, and, and <laughs> trying to prevent things from breaking in the, in the house. Yep. Um, that's kind of, I, I lead like a, a dual life. Uh, and, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like, meeting with the team and then going to change diapers. Uh, so that's kind of my life right now. Right. Okay. And can you maybe give us a parting piece of career advice? Um, I think I, I, I've kind of maybe dispensed as much advice, uh, thinking about what I would tell myself already, uh, in this conversation. But, um, I think, we borrow um, one of the value pillars from Stripe for our company, which is be a micro pessimist, but a macro optimist. Um, I think it's it's really easy to be pessimistic sometimes um, and can be difficult to remain optimistic, especially um, you know going from failure to failure in the early days. Um, yeah. I, I think if there's anything you can do to strike a balance in your life, um, where, you know, you have optimism about the future, about your future, about the problems that you're going to be solving. Um, and then just keep a little a t- teensy bit of pessimism around, uh, n- nipping at your heels to help you kind of navigate risk, um, and, and, and keep you grounded. I think that would be kind of it's a little bit highfalutin but that that's my my parting piece of career advice <laughs> fine that's fine i haven't heard that one before that that stripe you say yeah stripe that's one of their uh stated yeah. values great okay good worth checking out um and james how can we find out more about you and connect with you uh you can find me on twitter at at mr Malley, mr spelled out um 
you can go to our website at packurate.io. Um, I'm assuming there are technical people in your audience. Um, they can go to our website if they want to play with the API uh, for free. Yep. They can. It's They can get started in as little as 10 seconds. We've had some people build some really cool uh, off, <laughs> out of scope, I'll call it, things with our API, like <laughs> vertical grow house plans and you know crazy stuff like that. So go, go check it out. It's pretty fun to tinker with. Otherwise, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Please connect with me. Happy to chat about uh, you know career, uh, sustainability, supply chain, all that good stuff. Great, James. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.